Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You're listening to the COB Podcast here from Ausbiz. It is September the 29th. I'm your host, David Scott, joined today by Carl Rodder from the Sydney Studios. Carl, uh, welcome back. It's good to go see you, mate. And uh, what a day, huh? Uh, the Bank of England uh, setting the market on fire. Yeah, tell me about it. Oh, my God. I mean, that's just when you know that you've lost control and perhaps credibility when you have to go pull that out of your hat. I mean, I guess they didn't have a choice in the end from some of the stories that I've heard about what is it meltdowns and pension funds and margin calls market dislocations etc 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 and you can blame the government for uh, their profligacy it would seem but just wild times uh, wild wild times yeah absolutely uh, of course it's not quantitative easing as we've uh, we've come to know it but it no. is one of those kind of like fidgety areas at the moment and you can see why the market's got a bit excited about the prospect because of course the uh, the first real test we've seen uh, market dislo- dislocation coming through and then, like a uh, riding a white horse to the rescue, uh, the BOE came in, and as you mentioned, I know it went about out. You know, some of those are pretty uh, tedious losing positions there for those pension funds that were coming through. And uh, yeah, Wushka, the end result was the uh, the SIBO Australia 200 up about 1.9 percent. XJL off a little bit, uh, no less than that, about 1.4 percent. A big decline in the final price auction coming through as well. It was up about 2 percent for most of the session, but only finished up, and I say that in, in jest, only 1.44 percent. So maybe not a lot of conviction behind the move, Carl. What what did you make of like you know, the overall price action during the course of the day? Is it something that you could go and hang your hat on longer term? No, nah, there's too many rises in the market. I mean, we all say that. You know, you, you look for strong breadth um, for, to, to confirm any kind of rally. But um, with something like that, it just squeals, sort of short squeeze or something of that nature. It's just positioning. Um, 2% moves in a day after, you know, five days of losses isn't isn't healthy. So I, I'd be very sceptical as to whether the volatility stops here and, and, and we continue to see upside. But uh, we'll see how we go. Um, we haven't got as much data coming through um, in the next few days, although we have PCE coming up, which might be interesting. But... We'll just be watching out for anything, um, any kind of dislocations occurring in financial markets. There's obviously, the, the yeah, question everyone is asks is just, has something broken? Yeah, I, I get my suspicion that we're going to see this play out in more markets than not the in future, particularly as the Fed's uh, QT really starts to ramp up. 
and that liquidity drain goes and takes place and you get these you know, whippy uh, movements in, in asset classes. And I remember writing about it in one of the views earlier this week that you know, when, when something goes awry in these kind of conditions, it's likely to go awry very badly. So the Bank of England, I can see why there's mixed uh, kind of uh, feelings out there at the moment as to its actions, but uh, certainly the, uh, the broader message that markets were signalling to uh, to at least fiscal authorities there in the United Kingdom was that get your house in order quickly because uh, you know, at one point or another uh, they'll come back in, uh, in one way and go and test these, uh, these policy makers because if it can't be done through the rates mechanism, it'll be done through the uh, FX mechanism or something similar as well. Uh, so keep a close eye on that one. I don't think this, is, uh, this story is over for the time being. Uh, look, one of the other really remarkable things, you mentioned about the breadth of the other uh, market, like almost all stocks went up today, but it was a performance that I really noticed across the, uh, you know, it didn't really matter what size company was by market cap. Everything was like almost uniform in nature. It was like, no, the ASX 20 and the, the small ordinary, so almost polar opposites of the market were almost identical in the other uh, scale of the increase that we saw today, which I just think is remarkable in itself. Really just suggests, as you said, that it's just like, you know, buy everything kind of day, then we'll go and uh, reassess at a later date. But I'm not sure whether that actually makes me feel confident or a little bit uh, uneasy about what, uh, what lies ahead, but uh, make of it of what you will. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, look, uh, let's get across some of the uh, no, individual stock performances today. Uh, there wasn't a lot of losers out there, but uh, Iris was one of the notable uh, exceptions to the rule. Uh, down over 16%. Uh, no, a guidance downgrade coming through and splat. It was uh, by far the worst performer in the local market. So, yeah, not, a, not the uh, departing gift a long-term chief executive wanted to go and provide to the market or investors, but uh, certainly credited uh, no, one splat of red on otherwise green canvas today. Uh, at the other end of the other uh, spectrum, uh, Premier Investments. Uh, look, uh, a lot of naysayers out there at the moment about uh, the retail and uh, what's going on when it comes to consumer spending outlook. But I tell you what, uh, it just keeps on keeping on at the moment. Uh, up 14.4%. So special dividend, buyback, and a strong trading update to boot. So like the, uh, the impossible trilogy made possible. And uh, you can understand why it was by far the uh, top performer today. So, so given the performance of Premier Investments today, we decided to go make it our stock of the day on the call. So Koshi sat down with today's experts to get their view as to whether or not it's a buy at current levels. Take a listen. I really like their results. And this is one company that's shown really strong resilience during the pandemic and post-pandemic. They haven't gone too far ahead in um, Outlook as well. They haven't said we're expecting this much. They've remained pretty conservative. Um, I like the, the city's got a buy rating on it. I've got a buy rating on it. I want to pick a few players in retail. This is one of the ones. And it's come back a bit. So it's giving you that upside. Look, the, the update is an upgrade. You buy good quality stocks on an upgrade cycle. So you want to be long premier. So there we have it. Uh, Nathan Summers from uh, Deep Data Analytics and uh, Grady Wolf from Bill Direct, both giving it a double buy. So put it uh, up for portfolio consideration there in the core portfolio. That's uh, going to be you know, rejigged uh, you know, at the start of the new month. So maybe we can have a new entrant there too. Uh, the other portfolio but uh, yeah mm. lots of positivity even with today's gains uh, look moving forward Kyle uh, what's uh, some of the things you mentioned that's on uh, no, a PC deflator in the United States we get some uh, also inflation figures out of Germany for the time being you'd gather uh, that's probably going to be pretty important given the inflationary picture still hasn't really changed too much over recent months no, yeah, not at all. Um, so the, anything that uh, has, has got the vaguest relationship to inflation is obviously going to be, import, be important. It's just, for me, it's just one of those interesting things because when you mar see markets behaving so inefficiently, 
it kind of in a way washes out the impact of data because you're waiting for, I suppose, those potential dislocations to, well, what's the, what's the opposite of dislocate? Relocate or, or something like that to start to see markets function a little bit more properly again and actually be able to digest this data in any kind of rational sort of a way. So, I, I mean, for me, it's just wait, waiting for the dust to settle. I mean, we don't have a Fed meeting or anything like that. We've got a few... Um, Fed speakers coming up. Uh, Bullard, Mester speaks tonight. You know, we've got a bit of data coming through in terms of um, the final GDP print, which will confirm a contraction, whatever. Um, un unemployment claims will be interesting too, and that PCE de deflator. Um, but I think it's just going to be—it's—it's it's really just going to be trying to gauge whether the interventions of the Bank of England last night have any kind of lasting power in, in terms of um, restoring market function, or we're going to continue to see this kind of erratic behaviour play out um, and again you, you can't really feel any kind of level of confidence about markets behaving uh, efficiently until um, there are very clear signs that that, that, that has um, come back I guess yeah I think it's uh, get used to it so we're going to see more and more and hopefully doesn't lead to some sort of you know uh, untoward outcome that really goes and causes a lot of I uh, know dramatic losses and uh, potential for a snowballing effect but the one thing that uh, no, really sticks out to me is as someone who was working the finance sector during the GFC and saw what the fallout was the regulatory burden that was put on banks so trying to actively discourage them essentially to go and, and keep trading desks open almost made it I know so cost ineffective that uh, there was no choice but to and then all of a sudden you have central banks going and uh, lift almost every single uh, no particularly uh, asset you can get your hands on at the moment really exacerbating I know there's very little liquidity out there at the moment, very little participation. And so when you get these big moves, they tend to be really outsized now. And uh, this is all a consequence of policymaker regulation. So that's, that's what it is to me. Uh, and of course, the quite uh, the uh, unusual environment we find ourselves in the moment. So yeah, we've got to, we're going to have a long, hard look at ourselves as, uh, as, a, as an industry as to how we can go and uh, shore things up at the moment because it just seems at the moment uh, we're just going to go through rolling crisis after rolling crisis with the risk that we might go and get one that actually snowballs out of control and obviously no one wants to go and see that. Uh, no, we're talking about pension funds last night uh, in the UK. No one wants to go and see uh, no government workers, like nurses, uh, no coppers, all that kind of stuff. We don't want to see them losing their life savings or similar uh, because of uh, a financial accident of sorts. Yeah, and it, uh, almost on that too. I mean, that'd be the worst case scenario, but you know, maybe a, a least bad scenario was something that still doesn't sound uh, particularly sweet. Um, is I, I don't know if you saw the Stanley Druckenmiller interview. I only saw excerpts on it, but him effectively suggesting that we're going to have a lost decade uh, in terms of asset asset prices because of what's going on right now. And when you consider the potentially, you know, you've got a, a huge, huge cohort. Um, in the West of, of retirees over the next decade or so that's going to be re relying on, on their investments to be able to sustain themselves and society relies on it as by an extension too. Um, you know, a potential lost decade uh, in, in, the, in, in, in asset values is you know, disastrous in and of itself. So we're, we're in a truly, truly interesting times and, and, uh, and regime change, I think, is the, the term that gets thrown around quite a lot. Yeah, I'm not a fiscal hawk by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, it's clear as day, and you can go and see at the moment, that you know, the fiscal trajectory that a lot of these, uh, these nations are on at the moment uh, is untenable. And uh, yeah, the, the longer that goes and persists at the moment, I know the more episodes we might go and see, like we see at the moment with the Bank of England, like we're seeing with the Bank of Japan, of course, I know, are testing the resolve to continue to go and keep borrowing costs quite low. But uh, 
Yeah, I did see that. I know that little snippet and uh, doesn't really fill you with much confidence. But of course, we know what's coming, so hopefully we can go and take action and go and resolve it. But, uh, mm. That's probably for a discussion for another day. Let's, uh, let's go and leave it there. Of course, it's just been another macro-filled day. Maybe we'll get some, uh, some more corporate news to go and dominate proceedings to go and end off the week. Uh, we'll see what Friday brings. Mate, have a good one. You too. Take care. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.